welcome to Catch Outdoors. I'm your host, Captain Rob Modis. Catch Outdoors is presented by the Waypoint Podcast Network at waypointtv.com. Got a couple of books available on Amazon, Kindle Bridge to Paradise, a book of short stories and some of my travel writing over the past 15 or 20 years or so. Also, what I know about fishing Southwest Florida. If you live on that coast or you're planning to visit the Sanibel Fort Myers area for a little fishing, you should probably check it out. Book three's in the works, has a working title, Take a Kid Fishing, a guide for introducing youngsters to the world of angling. This is episode 46, titled The Art of Photography of Florida. I feel that these two things are one of the most important products of Florida. I guess, you know, like beaches, <laughs> orange juice. <laughs> I mean, yeah, we can we can say that those are obviously quite important. But the reality is, is that, uh, I don't know, I always think of art and photography as being something that's just really expresses Florida as much as anything else. You could add music to that, but we're not going to get into that today because good grief, we could do a whole podcast on music. So we'll stick with the art and the photography parts. But I do feel it's very importantly important. And seriously, though, it, you know, Janelle and I collect artwork and photography that's related to Florida. So, uh, in other words, work that's generally done by an artist or a photographer from the state of Florida, not necessarily an outsider doing it. So, uh, you know, and 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 the feeling there is that we we want to cover the walls of our place uh, with things that remind us of the places that we have traveled, visited, and fished, and things like that in the state of Florida. Um, so we kind of hunt that out when we go to um, art shows and stuff like that. And, and while I'm thinking about that, I want to mention something about Florida that's kind of unusual. The majority of Florida stays very warm in the wintertime, and that is when we usually have our art show. You don't see many art shows in the summer, That's what I'm trying to say, when it's hot, especially down south. Matter of fact, it's kind of rare. <laughs> there might be indoor shows, but uh, your typical parking lot type art shows where you really find an awful lot of good uh, local art are typically held in the winter. So keep that in mind when, you, when you're going to go out there and go hunting. So I think the Florida hub for artwork uh, and photography probably began in the Florida Keys, specifically Key West. It just seems that that was the I, I want to call it the hub. It's kind of hard to call Key West a hub when it's the southernmost point of Florida rather than being kind of in the middle somewhere. That's what I always think of as being the center of the hub. But but Key West certainly kind of started it all, you know, 150 years ago. Um, there were people there like, like for example, Winslow Homer, who's a who's a watercolor painter who, who painted um, views of of what it was like to be in Florida and what it was like to be on a boat around Florida, uh, beaches, water, working people on boats, things like that. So, I mean, I'd say he was probably one of the most famous from long ago. I guess so, but I mean, there's also John uh, James Audubon. I mean, Audubon was the guy who pretty much put out the uh, photographic or, or plates, if you will, for uh, books uh, that identified virtually every bird he ran into. Now, of course, he did this all over uh, the U.S., but he, but he specifically did Florida because he was, he was fascinated, believe it or not, with the pink flamingo. That was something he really was just, I, I don't know, he had a thing about the pink flamingo. And so that's pretty much what started his whole Key West time and, and doing paintings in that area. So you certainly can't discount Audubon because I mean his 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 paintings are revered today by bird watchers uh, within bird 
bird books. Another Key West would be Weiland Galleries. <laughs> Fantastic art. Uh, marine art. Um, you know, it, it's important to keep in mind that that Key West was a place for artists of all kinds. So, you know, painting, writing, music, photography. But there are many other locations where artists and photographers got their start and are still producing some beautiful work uh, throughout Florida. So let's see. I'm going to go through a, a list of my favorites, give you a little background on them, um, talk a bit about them, and you know, are they are they available? Can you actually get your hands on it? That kind of stuff. And I'm going to start um, up in the Everglades uh, near Everglades National Park. Clive Butcher, a photographer, um, he creates magnificent large frame black and white photos. When I say large, I mean big, <laughs> like. You know, like six by six, six by four, four by eights, things like that, uh, that you could do an entire mural type wall of a photograph that is high quality black and white. He shoots them in remote locations of the 10,000 islands and the Everglades. He also has done the coastal areas of like Cayacosta Island in Lee County, um, obviously the beaches of, of North Captiva. And all around the state of Florida, where he where he can get something that looks very similar to uh, Ansel Adams. If you're familiar with Ansel Adams, um, he's the, he's the artist, the photographer that does the beautiful black and white shots across America, typically in the national parks where where clouds, uh, shades become extremely important to make the photograph as beautiful as possible. Well, that's exactly what Clive Butcher does. Clive Butcher does it, however, in the Everglades. Uh, among the trees and the and the Spanish moss and things like that, and and they're beautiful. They're very well done. Um, you know, some people call him the the uh, Ansel Adams of the Everglades, and that's really what he is. Um, and I love his photography. I have a couple pieces of his and uh, his art, his his photographs, and uh, one of them is near and dear to me. It's of the Estero Bay Aquatic Preserve, and that's that's one where I spent a great deal of time fishing. So. I often say this about he's so good at capturing a photograph of everyday life that somebody like me that spent almost 20 years in an area fishing, and in the case of Estero Bay, probably around 13 years or so, I'm going to guess in that one. I'm just ballparking it. Yeah, about that time. You know, every day is beautiful. You've got beautiful sunrises, sunsets. Now, you have to imagine it in black and white. With the shadows and the and the and the edges of mangrove and the way it looks in different light it's from morning, especially early morning, he was able to capture that. That's something that Clive Butcher could put into a photograph. So when you looked at it, you went, "Man, that's that's exactly what it looks like." Even though it's black and white, it just has that it just has that look that really um, I don't know just floats my boat. And I'm really really happy to say that I have some of his work. He's located out on um, in Ochopee, Florida. With it has a studio there, which is along the Tamiami Trail, also known as US 41. He's on the stretch that runs between uh, Naples and uh, Miami, so he's on the east-west stre stretch of 41. But look up Ochopee, Florida, and you'll find him there. Um, fantastic work, definitely worth a visit if you can go to his gallery because he has some of his enormously large photographs up on walls on display in the, in that location. It's really something to see. <clears throat> Another favorite of mine is Millard Wells. Now, Millard Wells has been around for a long time. Has done some really fantastic watercolors, um, mostly 
the ones that I'm interested in are mostly in the keys of people fishing. So in other words, you have to picture a watercolor uh, either done early morning or late evening. So it'll usually have pink in it, pink or orangey colors, sometimes deep greens based on what he believes the light is at the time or what he's seeing the light is at the time. Uh, but it'll be two guys fishing, usually a guy on the back pulling the boat, a guy in the front. The photographs are made to look like they were done in the 20s when they weren't. You know, older style. It's just it's hard to explain. Uh, again, it's a podcast. <laughs> I don't have pictures. <laughs> but uh, it's usually a guy in the front hooked up. The guy in the front will either have a jumping tarpon or some sort of jumping fish on with a bent rod. I love them. Uh, we have a couple of them. One of them's a jumping tarpon that is fantastic. I think we probably got that at one of the shows we've been to. But um, they have, I, I, I wrote in my notes, they have a, a dreamy look about them. That's, you know, where the colors are all blended together. Um, one of the best to collect artwork um, uh, of, if you, if you like that sort of thing. I mentioned uh, we were probably at a show or something. We were uh, we we a lot of our art came from uh, banquets and events. So when you go to fishing events, whether it's tournaments, uh, captains for clean water, CCA, all of these different organizations in Florida are trying to raise money. Uh, in most cases, in to save the wildlife, to protect fish, fish and fishing, to uh, to protect water waterways, open waterways for fishermen to have access to. Even things like boat ramps and stuff that are, are typically going away in the state of Florida. So Janelle and I used to attend these things, and um, they'd almost always have uh, auction items from rods, reels, uh, glassware, uh, fillet knives. I mean, you name it, but they almost always had art of some kind. It got to be a joke with us. Uh, I would say, tell Janelle, I'm going to a show. I'm, I'm going to go to uh, the CCA bank. And she says, don't you come home with anything. No pictures, because by the, by that time, just ten years ago, we had enough to cover a house. And but I okay, so it's kind of like fishing; it's an addiction. <laughs> it's always nice to have things on the wall that remind you of places you've been, and and your life, your lifestyle. Uh, so, but one of the best was CCA. I have to admit, the CCA banquets are held all around Florida. That's that stands for the Coastal Conservation Association. They uh, originally started out. There was a Florida group, and then it expanded, and now it's in uh, almost all the coastal states. I know Texas over, and then all the way up the East Coast uh, has a CCA, and they have they hold banquets. Florida has a banquet in different areas. Like there are many of them just in the state of Florida. The CCA's auctions are, are noted for quality artwork. Um, these artists are willing to donate a painting or a, or a photograph, a large photograph, for auction to raise money for CCA to help protect fishing in, in, uh, in Florida. Um, at one of the one we went to in Fort Myers, Fort Myers actually has one of the biggest CCA banquets of all. Uh, we met artist Steve Whitlock. Um, you may have heard of him. Uh, he's been around for quite some time. He has an awful lot of artwork out there, and it's very unique. Steve Whitlock has a story, and I always like to rec you know tell this uh, very interesting story. Um, Steve was a, ru a drug runner <laughs> via boat. <laughs> he ran pot, dope, marijuana, whatever the heck you want to call it, and he got caught, and he went to jail. And when he got out of jail, he changed his ways. He eventually got a degree in art uh, from the Ringling School of Art and Design in Sarasota. I'm proud to say that my youngest daughter also graduated from there. He's now one of the most famous Florida outdoor artists in the state. 
um, and probably outside the state as well. He specifically does a work that I really enjoy. Um, he'll take a large nautical chart and paint a fishing scene on it, usually down at the bottom, that represents what's being caught in that particular area that the chart represents. So, for example, you might pick one up that's showing uh, Pine Island Sound that I fished a lot, and he'll have a uh, someone on a boat with a jumping redfish, or he'll have just the redfish with a, a picture of a fly or a lure with it. Um, but they're very realistic. They're excellent paintings done on charts. That's, that's one of my favorite things he does. He is... He's uncanny in his ability to to paint or or charcoal draw uh, a fish that looks like it really looks in life or to those of us that have seen that fish over and over and over again. Um, and I, I'm always impressed by that. When somebody can actually pull off artwork that looks as, as real as, as he does, um, it's a big difference. And it makes, you, it makes me personally want to get a piece of that and put it on the wall. But I really love this chart. I call it chart, chart work. <laughs> it's, these are nautical charts with paintings on top of them. Some of them are quite elaborate, so be sure to check it out. You may have run into his stuff without even realizing it. Um, he's pretty easy to find if you're in, if you're in Florida, we have about what, I think we have about five Bass Pro Shops now, could be more, maybe six. Uh, he is one of the representative artists in their gift shops and it's, uh, it's, you know, go and check it out. Uh, if you're, if you're, a, if you're a fisher person and you're a boater and you like fishing and you've used nautical charts, you, these things will be, you'll be attracted to these things right off the bat. Tim Borski. Located in the Florida Keys, Isla Mirada area. I first saw his artwork when I was traveling to the Keys. Um, it would be in fly shops, typically. I would go, you know, let, let me back up. Before I even really knew much about the artwork, I knew that Tim Borski tied some of the best flies you could purchase for going bone fishing, um, permit, and tarpon fishing in the Florida Keys, specifically in the Isla Mirada area, which is where I, that's where I like to go. And eventually Janelle and I kept a boat there for three or four years, four or five years actually in Isla Mirada. And, and, um, so I would go into the shops that were located in that area. Um, you know, Sandy's shop, uh, Sandy Moret's shop and places like that. And they would have his flies on display. And I was like, man, these things are beautiful. But Later, I, I came to realize that I'd be sitting like in a restaurant somewhere or I'd be in a shop or I'd, something and look up and here's this painting and it had Tiborski written at the bottom of it. And I'm like, I know it sounds kind of dumb, but it took me a little bit. I put two and two together and went, oh, wow. Okay, he does art. Well, he actually did art. And according to most of what I've read or even talked to him about, the, the flies came as as kind of a, I don't know, for something from him to do. <laughs> he's a keys dude. He's really fun, by the way. And he's become a good friend. And his wife, Jill, is a good friend of both of ours, and my wife and I am, which, by the way, she does art, art also. Um, but his work is really unique. Um, it's kind of hard to even explain, um, but it's our, he's certainly one of our favorites. Um, we must have close to a dozen of them in the house now, um, from small to large. I love his, his original stuff where, uh, Tim has, has done a lot of painting for like the Everglades national park for t-shirts for, for, um, uh, representing like uh, big tournaments and things like that. And he'll do a shirt and at times he'll have these crash sales on Facebook where he just sells his originals for, 
they ain't cheap, but it's certainly reasonable. Uh, I bought quite a few of those and fra- eventually framed them. And I really, really like his work. Let me see if I can explain it. He has the ability to to paint a fish or a bird so that those of us that are around those fish and birds can recognize it immediately, whether it's a tarpon, bonefish, permit, painted bunting, which is my one of my wife's favorite birds, uh, swallowtail kite, you know, things like that. You, you immediately know what it is, but he adds a flair to it that's colorful. He uses shadows uh, on the subject itself by using uh, paint to do that. Um, they're bold, it, it, bold backgrounds, sometimes very bright. I have one that's gorgeous. It's like all reds and blues. It's just, it's just bright red and blue. Um, but the fish represented in that particular picture I have or that painting I have is just, it's perfect. I mean, it looks like that fish. Um, and so that's what he does. Again, hard to explain, especially when you're sitting on a podcast, cause you're sitting there going, I, I don't know if, if I can even begin to tell you what it is, but I love the way that it looks, and I love the way that uh, when people come to the house and they see it, they, that's one that they almost always key on. They'll walk right to it and go, where did you get that? And then I get to tell them the whole story I just told you. Look him up on the web. Uh, he spells his last name B-O-R-S-K-I, Borsky. And just look up Tim Borsky on the web, and you you can go to his gallery, online gallery, and take a look at his work. It's really beautiful stuff. Now, my personal favorite in our house. <laughs> Actually, I like this guy's artwork. Uh, his name is Trip Harrison, and it's T-R-I-P-P if you're looking it up, Trip Harrison. Um, <clears throat> he does watercolors, and typically involving boats, outdoors, birds, uh, but they're but they're large or scenic. So in other words, instead of being a, um, a set block size of like maybe four by four or three by three or something like that, his or his or Panavision, like, you know, wide. So a couple feet tall by five feet wide, things like that. But he has this one. Yeah. And guess what? I got it at the CCA banquet. I won. <laughs> I beat everybody else out by bidding. I, I took one look at it and told my wife, I have to have this. And it was just weird. I, you know, didn't, whatever it took, I was going to get it. And I got it. Thank goodness. But so Trip Harrison's painting it's of a lone flats boat with a lone angler on the polling platform in the middle of nowhere, basically polling and looking, not necessarily fishing. There's, you don't see him fishing. You just see him polling the boat all by himself. He has, it, there's, a, there's a feeling about that because I've done that, where you're exploring, you're looking, you're just basically out there to see where are the fish, where are they moving, what habits do they do they have on this particular tide and when this is wind is blowing like this and the and the day's temperature is is blah blah you know is it low is it middle is it high and and that's a lot of that work that goes into being a quality fisherman or a quality guide is taking the time to do the research not necessarily just going fishing and you realize when you've been guiding for a while, you can't just go to the same spot over and over again. You're just beating up your fish. You have to explore. And that's what this painting means to me. When I see it on the wall, it's just it's like, wow. And I want to be there so bad. And it's one that gets complimented and talked about when anybody comes in the house. They're like, wow, that is really something. And I go, yeah. And usually that person is also a fisherman. So, so they have that same, you know, geez, it's crazy. But yeah, I picked it up at CCA. It is my it's my home favorite. Tim, I love you, buddy. I do. I mean, I love your paintings, but this particular one just just sits with me. 
<laughs> Key West, photographer Alan Maltz. Beautiful Florida photography, available in large format coffee table style books, um, as well as, as purchase. I mean, he has some of the His photography is really incredible. Um, I, I don't remember all the story. I just remember he, he was given a camera, I believe, when he was young. He just went around taking lots and lots of pictures with it and got better and better and better at uh, seeing people, I, I guess is the only way to put it. Um, let me back up. My favorite book of his is called Key West Color, and he has lots of really good quality books now. He has one all about the west coast of Florida, the, the southwest coast of Florida. Um, he's done some Everglades-type work, uh, things like that. And, and there's a new book out now that that's uh, I don't have the name of it, but it's he's going it's either going to be released or has or or has just recently been released. But the Key West color expresses my feeling about Key West. I mean, Janelle and I met there. We love the town. We visit it as often as possible. Um, it has a vibe about it that's almost impossible to explain to someone that hasn't been there. If you think you know Key West, you don't unless you've spent some time there. Um, it's unique, very unique. And Alan is able to really capture that on film. Everything from the weird and unusual to the beautiful, to the sunsets and the sunrises and all the, all the parts and pieces that really make up Key West. And uh, I would say that, you know, you go online and check it out. It spells his last name, uh, M-A-L-T-Z, Maltz, Alan Maltz. And Check out his books. They're available online. You can look at them. You can actually pop them open and look at some of the pictures. But Key West Color is my favorite. We have several. I'm not going to kid you. But that, that one kind of started it all. Um, because it's, its rendition of, of Key West is pretty much how we recognize Key West and how we see Key West. And I, I said earlier, that's a lot of what art is all about. Art is, is something that you enjoy in your own way, usually because you have either you've been there um, you've visited there, or you want badly to go there. And it's it's presented that way in a book. If you live in the Fort Myers area, you can take a drive out to the Fort Myers International Airport, or if you're a guest and you've been landing there, and you see these beautiful photographs of uh, great, you know, great white uh, herons and uh, egrets, rather, um, the snowies, the birds, the pelicans, the sceneries of sunsets and things like that, the um, uh, ibis, uh, that's him. That's his paintings. They're all displayed in the international airport, uh, large, so you can't miss them. You may, have, you may have been in there and looked at these things and said, wow, those are beautiful. Who did that? <laughs> Alan Maltz, that's who did it. So if you live in the Fort Myers area or you're visiting Fort Myers and you land at the airport, be sure to take a little extra time and look around. You, you'll get to see a lot of his work there. I mentioned, mentioned uh, Leoma Lovegrave recently in a podcast that I did about the small town of Matlache, Florida, uh, located on the southwest coast in Lee County. Uh, Matt Lachey is kind of a magical little art place. You know, we were talking, this is all about art, obviously, and photography, but um, if there's if there's ever a Lee County hub, it's it's got to be there. I mean, Sanibel's got its share of art, and Sanibel has its share of shops, but the artists themselves that are in Matt Lachey are pretty unique, and Leoma Lovegrave is, without question, one of my favorites from the area. Um, wonderful, colorful, 
expressive artwork uh, of all things island life. I, I think that's what I love about it the most. It, it's splashy, huge, bright colors. If you if you have a house, apartment, condo, something you want to liven it up, Leoma Lovegrave is the way to go. Everything from sailboat type stuff to fish to birds, crazy creations, turtles, all kinds of stuff. She even has some stuff that you probably wouldn't expect. One of them that I happen to like is she apparently is a Beatles fan and does these very expressive, crazy, wild-looking Beatles-type stuff, which I happen to really like. Um, if you're in the area visitor gallery, it's certainly worth it. You can, of course, look her up online. Uh, Leoma Lovegrave, again, L-O-V-E-G-R-A-V-E, -E, just like it sounds. Um, really fun stuff. Really, really fun stuff. And, you know, priced from inexpensive, small, just great little things to stick like up in the kitchen, things like that, to very large, very nice and beautiful um, paintings. So check it out. There are many, many more artists and photographers that make Florida their their um, their focus subject. Uh, be, sure to, be sure to search them out. Uh, do the best you can to hunt for them. <laughs> Go to those shows. Go to the... Uh, ones where people are raising money for causes in Florida. It's important, first of all. We have access problems at times in some places. We have pollution. We have water quality issues. These things are all very, very important to keep Florida alive and to keep things going and to make sure that, in my world, that there are fish available to catch for not only myself but for my children and my grandchildren. You know, I really want to make sure that, that, that this happens, and so that's why I go to these things. And then... Uh, Spending money on a piece of artwork there is is helping both me and them. And, we, you know, the artwork that's going to go on the wall, I see it every day, and I'm just, like, so appreciative of it. And at the same time, I know that the money was well spent because someone out there is doing something with it that's going to help uh, uh, make Florida a better place. So be sure to search them out. Be sure to take time to, to find you know, them and, and to go to these shows and to go to uh, when wintertime comes around and you're in South Florida, if you're south of Orlando, be sure to check out all the art fairs. It's just amazing how much stuff is out there. Um, and some really, really good artists are there that are unknown, people that you know nothing about, uh, young artists, people that are just starting out. And that's a, that's a great way to see these folks and, and to pick up some unusual art. I, I have found some of the most amazing pieces of art at those at those little shows. You never know, right? I mean, you never know when you're going to find that one painting or that photograph that's a must-have. That one painting or a photograph that takes you back over and over again to a place that you absolutely love. And I feel that way about all the artwork that I that I have in the house. When I walk around and I look, I just it's, it just brings back really wonderful memories of the places that Janelle and I have visited, places that we've fished, and places where we've walked the beach. So get out there and, and check it out. Thank you so much for listening. I appreciate you taking the time to tune in. If you enjoyed the podcast, please tell a friend and leave a review. My podcasts are scheduled for each and every Tuesday. Catch you Outdoors is presented by the Waypoint Podcast Network and is available on Waypoint and by many of your favorite podcast providers. Facebook page is Catch you Outdoors. The website, waypointtv.com and catchyoutdoors.com. Until next time, get outdoors and enjoy.